Hello, lacrosse friends. Welcome once again to Lacrosse Link. I am Stephen Stamp, joined by my co-host Tanner Fetch. Really exciting episode for you this week. We have a great rundown at the end of the show, but first, our featured interviews. I am joined by Jeff Teat, the first overall pick in last year's entry draft by the New York Riptide, and then another first-round pick from the same draft, Marshall Palace, chosen by the Saskatchewan Rush, will join Fetchy. So great interviews, Teat and Palace, and a great rundown. Thanks for being with us. Make sure to share, to like, subscribe, and enjoy the show. Beautiful play, Eric Gray He is having himself a tournament. So he's definitely uh, physical, um, athletic, and somebody to be watching for. In the middle, it just bounces off, but it's picked up and scored. Right. Uh, Jeff Teat, welcome to the show. Welcome to Lacrosse League, and congratulations on getting back on the field and playing really well in the Premier Lacrosse League. Yeah, thanks for thanks for having me. Um, it's been good to finally get back out on the field, and uh, you know, it's been fun. Looking forward to keep on. Yeah, I mean, it's been obviously a long time for everyone. We've all gone through a lot of strange times, but with the Ivy League season shutting down so you couldn't play at Cornell, You've gone, you've missed lacrosse, more lacrosse, and even a lot of the high-level players who've been around. I'm curious how you've kept yourself sharp mentally as much as physically to be ready to go when you when you could get back on the field. Yeah, it's just kind of a waiting game. Um, not sure when I was going to play or not, but um, just try to stay ready physically, keep my stick um, as ready as possible, working out, working camps, watching a lot of lacrosse or something. Um, definitely got a lot, got a lot of time to do. So, um, but I'm very curious what to, I was actually going to ask you about watching lacrosse, about watching either other other lacrosse or watching your own games, watching film of teams you'd be playing as a as a way of preparing and how much you do you do that and how much you feel that helps you to be ready to roll versus I mean you've been playing for so long, watching and playing the game at such a high level. I'm curious how much the video helps versus just getting back on the floor of the field and letting your intuition, your natural senses just come back. Yeah. I mean, film definitely helps. I think, you know, um, watching film and seeing what other teams are like and your own team and, you know, picking up on mistakes definitely, um, helps a lot. Um, but for me, I was just kind of watching a lot of lacrosse more of, as a viewer, as a fan and, you know, trying to learn, trying to learn different things and stuff like that. It's something I, I always do. And then, um, yeah, just getting back out on the field and, um, you know, getting getting that pace back to normal and, you know, being comfortable out on the field definitely, definitely takes some time. How did it feel getting back out there the first game? I know everyone watched, everyone was paying attention because you're the first overall pick and you come in, you haven't been able to play the first part of the season, you get out and it, it didn't go super smoothly the first game, but then by the second game, you were clearly pretty dialed in. It reminds me very much of when you went to MSL and your first game, you said you didn't feel particularly sharp. You didn't feel on your game. The next game you were dialed in. It seems like it just takes a little bit, but I was wondering what it felt like that first game versus what it felt like the second game for you. Yeah, it definitely felt a little different. I mean, um, a little tired at times, but I, I just didn't think I, I played extremely well. Um, and then the second game, yeah, I think just my teammates kind of gave me a lot, just kept that confidence rolling with me and um, tips here and there and, you know, having conversations and stuff like that is something that goes a long way. And um, you know, I, I think we all gelled on that Sunday game and took a big step forward. 
How much time did you get to practice before you had to play the first time? Um, yeah, we practiced. We played Friday, practiced Thursday, and then had like a another like walkthrough practice on Sundays. Now, obviously, New York Riptide, you're very excited to be part of it, sounds like, and, and they're clearly thrilled to have you with the club. But when you go to play for them, the first possible time would be December 3rd. We haven't seen a schedule yet for the NLL, but that will be at least 845 days between box lacrosse games. Because unless I'm mistaken, your last box game was uh, game four of the playoffs against Peterborough in MSL back in August of 2019 on August 11th, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. So 845 days or more. Um, same process. Just watch a lot and and get yourself mentally ready and then get out there and let your instincts take over. Yeah, uh, it's definitely been a while for everybody in box cross, to be honest. So um, I know there's talks of, you know, that bubble earlier um, in the year. Obviously, that thing, you know, uh, mesh well. But, um, yeah, I think everybody's looking forward to that start date of um, getting back to playing some box cross, especially um, in the NL. I'm curious what the what you find to be the most challenging part of getting ready, whether it's the shooting, which to me seems like it would come back a bit easier, the passing, because you got to be connected with someone else, just spacing, field or floor awareness. What do you find is the hardest thing to get your feel back for? Yeah, chemistry can can be a thing. I think I think pace is definitely something that you know takes a little bit of time to get used to, the, especially with the, the PLL, the 52 second shot clock, the game's you know extremely fast. Um, players are bigger, faster, stronger. So, um, you know, that, that quick pace of getting up and down the field is, is something that uh, takes some time. Obviously, when you get to play with New York, it'll be a 30-second shot clock, but um, it's not like you're not used to that. And you'll also be used to having Tyson Gibson there with you. You spend a lot of time playing beside him in junior. But there's also going to be guys like Callum Crawford and Kai Thompson, some players that you wouldn't be as familiar with. I'm curious what you're looking forward to in playing with all those various guys. Yeah, played with Tyson, obviously, four years in, uh, in Brampton. So much fun to play with, um, easy to play with. And then, um, obviously, played with uh, uh, Andy Borgatti and, and Orleman. So, um, yeah, I'm familiar with um, you know, a good amount of those guys and excited to you know, mesh with some, some new guys that I haven't got to play with, play with before, um, you know, like, like Callum and, and those other guys. So. Um, I look forward to it. It'll be fun. Have you had a chance to have many discussions with Dan Ladderser, with, uh, you know, Jason Crosby, your offensive coordinator, and uh, just talk about what they're expecting from you, how they in intend to integrate you into the offense, especially given that you do tend to be a guy that is going to be given the ball and carrying an offense, and Callum Crawford also tends to have that kind of a role. So have you had a chance to talk a lot about how to mesh your game in with the other guys? Um, no, not specifically. It's just been more of, you know, looking forward to, you know, getting back out there with the whole team and, um, you know, building that chemistry and starting from the ground up and taking things one step at a time. So, I mean, yeah, definitely had a lot of conversations, nothing too specific of, you know, what we're looking to see on the floor. But um, I think we're just all really excited to, um, you know, you know, start building this thing uh, and, and get going in the right direction. How are things going being in New York, having a, a chance to get to meet some of the folks in person and to see the area? What's uh, what's it like for you? I know you haven't been there long. Yeah, I've been here uh, two days now. Um, and obviously, we, we played yesterday and, and, the, and the atmosphere was great, even on um, you know, 4th of July. So mm -hmm. uh, good atmosphere. Everybody, everybody loves sports here. So whether it's, you know, the Islanders or um, the Knicks, whatever it may be. So um, the great sports atmosphere, 
here and uh, um, looking forward to uh, the Coliseum as well. So. We had Sal Lucasio on the show a couple of weeks ago because of the whole Bruins, Islanders, uh, New York Saints thing. And I know the Riptide are really kind of working to, to buy, you know, build into that and build connections with the old team, uh, the Saints, with the new team, the Riptide. Have you been in, introduced to that yet or are you uh, waiting for a while before you get, get going on that side? Yeah, no, not nothing, nothing, to, nothing like that as a recent, just kind of getting acclimated to, to this place and stuff like that. So uh, I have a good amount of friends here. Um, just told that taking a little tour of the Coliseum tomorrow and, and meeting him. So, um, yeah, that'll be some, something to look forward to. Sounds like a lot of fun. Really appreciate uh, you taking the time to come on. Great catching up and certainly wish you the best of luck through the rest of the PLL season and into the National Lacrosse League season, uh, your rookie year with the Riptide. Of course. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Hi, this is Jaden with Al Anderson Source for Sports. Excited to tell you that we got all our new lacrosse product in for this upcoming season. Whether you're playing box or field, our lacrosse experts are going to make sure we get you into the right equipment to elevate your game. At Al Anderson Source for Sports, we know our stuff. Welcome fans. Now Marshall Collis is live on the show right here, right now. Welcome Marshall. Hello. How are you doing? Good. Yourself? Oh, not too bad. We are excited to have you here. If you guys don't know, Paulus was the seventh overall draft pick in the 2020 draft by the Saskatchewan Rush, my home province, of course. Uh, 151 points for the Junior B6 Nation Rebels in the previous season, although COVID did kind of put a damper in the seasons that were coming up. And he represented Six Nation Rivermen at President's Cup. I saw him at the World Juniors. He's been all over the map. Um, he does it all. So let's just jump right into it, Marshall. Every kid's dream is being drafted to the big leagues. I know it was mine. Of course, he didn't get my name called, maybe one day. Um, but you did. So uh, walk us through draft day. What was it like to hear your name called uh, by the Saskatchewan Rush of the National Cross League? Yeah, well, so uh, in the morning, you know, I woke up and was all uh, ready to go. I was pretty scared all day. I was really nervous. And, uh, yeah, just um, minute by minute, I got a little bit more excited. And then uh, finally, 7 o'clock rolled around. And I was just uh, excited to hear my name. I was really um, I was, I was super pumped. And uh, not only that, I had my family there with me, and they're all so supportive and everything. And it was just awesome. Probably one of the best days of my life. For sure it would be. I mean, you, you don't know get to have that experience every day right and you're one of the lucky few that does um mm -hmm. 
And now you see your name on the protected list as well, right? So Derek Keenan obviously sees something in you, at, in the player that you are. Um, did you think you were going to be on the protected list or was that kind of a surprise or? Yeah, uh, I wasn't really too sure. Um, I know they, I, I, I didn't really expect to be, but um, like, it's awesome. It's awesome. I, I am, I was, uh, I didn't think I really did that good of a role in, in the Saskatchewan just because there's so much talent in the, all around, you know, offense and defense. So seeing my name on there was really awesome. You know, missing a couple of seasons due to COVID, right? What kind of hurdles or what's the biggest hurdle that you think after missing two seasons and then having to jump into pro? So what are the hurdles you think you're going to face? Um, probably the the switch of the game speed because uh, switching from, you know, junior B to even senior B was a little bit faster, but now switching from senior B to pro is going to be a lot more faster. You know, got to be more sharp and passes got to be on every time. So I'm thinking just the game speed. For sure. And you played in Lasne? Have you been playing? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so there. you would have played against some of the pros there, right? So, you you know, and in senior B, I guess they play that as well. So, I mean, you know what it takes, right? You, you played at that speed. But now, again, this next step might be something a little different, but I think it'll be exciting. Yeah, for sure. Um, there's been many takeaways in your career building up to this chance, obviously getting 151 points in, in junior B, playing at President's Cup, playing in Lasne and the World Junior on that big stage. In your opinion, what are some of the big defining moments that make you the player you are today? Um, definitely my uh, my junior B uh, journey with the Six Nations Rebels. That was uh, probably like my, the best year I've had. And uh, I can't really take all the credit for it because it wasn't just me. It was a whole team effort, you know. Like I couldn't get any assists without my team scoring. And, like, that was uh, probably the best accomplishment I ever had was playing for that team, and it was really – really good and uh even the fact that we made it to the finals you know we didn't win unfortunately but you know should have <laughs> you can't win enough, um, right you can't yeah, win enough. Right. hey but, but maybe uh, we'll have yeah. some some nll rings on the fingers here right away <laughs> if things go well right yeah hopefully <laughs> yeah now and, uh, there's something special about playing in saskatchewan sask vegas as we like to call it out here uh it's the sold out stadiums fifteen thousand fans the intense atmosphere it's like the roof's gonna blow off the place sometimes right you played the World Juniors in that arena, but it wasn't obviously packed full like a Saskatchewan Rush game. So I think you're in for a treat. And it's a dynasty franchise that Derek Keenan built. What are you most looking forward to about this opportunity? Yeah, well, like you said, just uh, the atmosphere, you know, um, I was talking with my brother Johnny already, and he was saying that they have, like, such a good fan base there. And, like, every game's packed. It's like you said, you're going you're gonna to have a good time there. Definitely enjoyed. Uh, I'm definitely excited about playing that uh, in that kind of atmosphere, and as well as playing with the uh, offense that the Saskatchewan Rush have. For sure, there's a lot of guys out there that can pass the ball, shoot the ball. You'll be able to fit right in and gel with those guys. And you know what? I'm pretty excited to see that chemistry unfold as we move forward, right? Yeah. And also, Saskatchewan is connected deeply with the First Nations roots. You're from the Six Nations and the First Nations heritage there. Jeremy Thompson, Jeff Shadler have made large impacts to the First Nations communities within Saskatchewan and inspired future generations of lacrosse players. It's really awesome to see. Is this a trend that you're looking to continue? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, that's uh, one of the things I was talking about as well is um, that. Uh, I didn't. I didn't know how how big lacrosse, lacrosse is out there, for, especially for like First Nations communities. Um, but 
if it if it's something that can be more like uh like if it's not big out there, I'd like the help out as much as I can and um you know just try and make it as uh, big as I can. You know what? It it is growing and that's what's nice to see. It really is starting to expand and there's more First Nations communities starting to get on board. I mean, everyone here played hockey growing up, First Nations, mm-hmm. non-First Nations, doesn't matter. Hockey was the thing. And then when lacrosse started, it started to pick up speed. And I'm hoping that it will continue. I'm hoping that you pick up speed in the big leagues. I can't wait to see you score your first goal and put the ball in the net. And the fan base is going to love you. I'm sure the Palace jerseys is going to be flying off the shelf right away in the upcoming season. Thanks so much, Marshall, for joining us here on Lacrosse Lake. And I look forward to watching you and um, I guess talking to you again soon. All right. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. you yeah you why aren't you clicking the link below to visit lacrosselink.com hi this is Jaden with Al Anderson Source for Sports excited to tell you that we got all our new lacrosse product in for this upcoming season whether you're playing box or field our lacrosse experts are going to make sure we get you into the right equipment to elevate your game. At Al Anderson Source for Sports, we know our stuff. And welcome now to the rundown section here on the Cross Link, the show. Stamper, Fetchy, here we are. We got an exciting one today. Why don't you just run it down, Stamper, and get us right, jump right into it. Rookie of the year, who are you taking? Uh before we get to the rookie of the year, why don't we just go back? Because last week we talked a lot about the Panther City expansion draft. So we should take just a peek at how things went. Um, I was pretty happy. I got, I, got set, I got seven out of the 13 and three of my other guys were my alternate pick. So I got seven plus three, uh, but seven correct. You also had a prime number, correct, right? I had one. You had one. One's better than none, right? <laughs> I went with a totally different draft plan. Um, yeah. They took into account a little bit of that, but they took more into account, obviously, your idea of things. So, yeah, I, interesting picks. I think the one thing, and you know, I, I talked to uh, to Bob Hamley and Tracy Kluski for Boxel Beat, which you should go and check out on the Lacrosse Link website. I did uh, have a chat with them about it and and over, going over their reasoning and stuff. And the one thing I meant to ask and just didn't remember to do, as we talked about a bunch of things, was. Why did they announce them in the order they did? We put ours alphabetical. I think most people were going alphabetical by team. They started with Matt Hossick first, then Charlie Kitchen from Albany. So I was curious about about the order, but 
um, forgot to forgot to ask them. So that would have been interesting. But uh, a, a pretty good group they've put together. Uh, you know, everything well, changes when you change like one player. That you might want. be able to snag Tracy for one of my shows here as one of my guests, and I'll be sure to ask that if I do. Because um, I'm curious. Great for Matt Hosick as the yep. first player ever to be a Panther City lacrosse player, and he's such a nice guy, right? And he yeah. developed in Saskatchewan, so that's awesome for him. But yeah, I'm curious to know what was the reasoning behind it for sure. And, and he does get a little overshadowed by his brother, the best defender in the game, indoor, outdoor, whatever. Graham Hossick is fantastic, but Matt is a very good player in his own right. So good for him to get that recognition. We are going to move on to our Rookie of the Year picks because, as you have seen in the first part of the show, our guests this week were both first round draft picks from the last draft last year. So we're going to see pick who we think are the favorites and a dark horse rookie of the year outside of Jeff T because he's the obvious pick. Do you want to go first? All right. I'll jump into it since I tried to jump into it a little earlier in the show. <laughs> Got that down. Um, so I'll jump into it here right now. I'm going to go with my guest. Marshall Palace, because I think he is very talented. We saw him at the World Juniors. We've seen him at President's Cup. And he's in Junior B. He's getting 151 points. Like, that's just remarkable, right? Um, I think he does face, like you said, some hurdles with already three studs being on that side of the floor. Yeah, you've got Matthews, Keenan, and Shatler ahead of him. So is he going to get the touches? That's the big challenge for Marshall. Exactly. I mean, they did protect him, which makes me think they do want to use him. Um, and I, I guess they're going to go strong side. They could rotate him in, right? Dress him and rotate yeah. him in and just have less guys on the right side of the floor or the left side. Mm -hmm. Right. He's there, but um, I don't know. I think he could be the guy. I think he could be the guy if he gets the touches. So. And your dark horse? My dark horse? I'll go with Tanner Cook. All right. I'm hoping that my dark horse and or my actual pick go a little better than my Panther City expansion draft. <laughs> but um, you know what? He's an elite prospect. He's strong. He's talented. Lefty forward. Um, I think he'll be, and you know what? They need help, right? Calgary needs help on that side of the floor. So I think that's going to be him getting touches, whereas Marshall has to fight for his way to get on the floor. So yeah, there's some opportunity for Tanner Cook and you have yeah. set the bar kind of low for yourself, uh, exceeding your Panther city success, but uh, that's okay. I think, I think you've done okay here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to go with the number three overall pick for my uh, non Jeff Teat favorite. I think Ryan Smith in Rochester, what I saw from him when he was a rookie in MSL with the Oakville rock was a kid who was ready to play against men at the highest levels right away. There was no question. He was outstanding. He had good numbers, but he looked even better than his numbers worse i think he's a, a really good candidate to come in especially because again rochester has opportunity available i think he's gonna get a ton of touches a ton of looks playing alongside sean evans if he's healthy which i think he will be at this point and uh, and some of those guys on that oh i think smith's going to be an immediate impact player right away my dark horse i'm going with the same reason i'm going to take robert hudson who went sixth overall to georgia and he kind of reminds me of his teammate both in brampton and now in georgia adam wiedemann who went two years earlier in the 2018 draft and had an immediate impact kind of surprised some folks i think some people will be surprised at how immediate how big an immediate impact robert hudson can have because he came into msl and some guys are just better around better players and i thought he was very good in junior substantially better when he got to major series. And I think he'll be really good in the NLL. It's kind of amazing how that effect of rubbing shoulders with guys that are better than you makes you better. Mm -hmm. um, so hopefully that does work out for your dark horse pick there. 
and we'll maybe you'll, you'll clean up again here. <laughs> you know, I'll pull up my socks. I'll get a little better here. Don't worry. <laughs> now we transition into the Rocky Mountain Lacrosse League is underway. Um, there's no restrictions in the province of Alberta anymore. No mask. It is wide open. So fans are in attendance and they have had some junior A and junior B games sold out shows. Uh, they have pictures online. I'll try and share them on our lacrosse league Twitter, but it's, uh, it's exciting to see people in a building together for the sport of lacrosse. It just, it just brings back that feeling of, man, we miss this. Right. So we really, and do. BC, and yep. we really do. And BC is underway as well. The extreme lacrosse league and their junior leagues are underway. So again, I don't know what the fan attendance looks like. Did you see Stamper on the streams? No, I haven't seen the attendance. Uh, the the XLL footage, which is on uh, BC Sports TV, a new uh, new startup, which is pretty cool to have that stuff streaming out there, uh, was shooting from the, the opposite side of the benches. So you're mostly seeing the benches. So I didn't really see when I was watching some how uh, how the crowds were. But, uh, you know, just to get it going again is, is pretty great. Mm -hmm. We're going to make a bit of a move over to the PLL and another big weekend for PLL, some exciting games and things. A big record for Paul Rabel becomes the all-time pro field across scoring leader, uh, which is great, quite an accomplishment. It was fairly annoying that they kept referring to it and presenting it as the pro lacrosse scoring record. Uh, by my count and by a lot of people's counts on Twitter, he's about 1,400 points behind John Grant Jr., when you look at pro field and box. Um, so not a, huge a, lot time, <laughs> a lot of work. The thing to me is like, it's not a, a huge deal, but just like with the, the, they call the pro lacrosse hall of fame where they don't mention field specific. I think it is kind of disrespectful to, to ignore the box side of things. It's not a Canadian versus us thing or a box versus field. It's more just respect. So just call it the pro field record and, uh, and be clear. I'm with you on it. I think since they amalgamated the two leagues, the MSL and the PLL, they just went with, we're the pro lacrosse league, right? But yeah. again, like you said, they're throwing box lacrosse to the wayside. When those are two leagues and the NLL has been established very, very long with talented players, they deserve the recognition of uh, their the respect, right? They deserve so. Mm. So now let's transition into all-star voting. You can vote for Paul Rabel or any of your favorite pro lacrosse players. Just kidding. But all the field players from the Premier Lacrosse League, you can decide who earns the league's best title. You select the 22 starters, six attacks, six middies, six defenders, two goalies, and two face-off specialists. Um, that's on the PLL's website, so make your way there if you want to vote. And it's hard because there have been a lot of guys playing very, very well. So how you whittle that down to those numbers is, is hard to say. One guy who probably won't get a lot of votes because he hasn't been playing very much but had quite a weekend was Jack Kelly. I don't know, Fetch, you want to talk about him? You're a goalie. You know what? A pretty remarkable story. Um, we got a clip that we're going to run for you as well as part of this, this segment here. Uh, but he comes back from tearing his ACL at the not or for the U.S. men's national team at the World Games in Israel 2018. You were there, Stamper, so you would have saw this yeah. firsthand. Um, I was wishing I was there. I was watching through the screen, listening to your lovely voice. <laughs> um, but it was a remarkable story that Jack Kelly comes back from injury, goes in at half, and wins the game for him. Uh, his teammates showed him so much respect and love. The fans, coaches, everybody was there because you know it's not easy to come back from an injury in such a dynamic sport like lacrosse. Uh, you, once you're injured and you tear like an ACL, it could be the end of it, but not for Jack Kelly. So, 
and you tear the ACL, you go through the rehab, and then you have to wait through a pandemic. So you wait, have to wait three years before you get to play again. And then, you know, you've lost the starting job or you've got, they've got the young guy, Trevor, who was the draft pick and they weren't sure, but he did very well. Didn't have the best game, so they replaced him at the half. Kelly goes in in a very tight game. You know, the circumstances were very challenging and he just rose to the occasion. You see the emotion in the video. Do you, do you think the three years or the, the two seasons, the, the pandemic gives him better time to heal and get stronger? Or do you think it hinders, you know, sets you back? Like, what are your... I say some of each, right? I mean, no, it gives no. you time to make be fully healed, but they always say it's the second season after an ACL tear that you're really back to your full strength. Now it's a little different for a goalie because you're not covering as much area, but you've got to be agile. So maybe the time is the key ingredient, but I feel like getting in there and playing would have made a big difference for him. For sure. Speaking of getting in there and playing Liz Hogan, former U S national team goalie, and she's now coaching a high level coach. And she was at U.S. Women's National Team Trials, and she wanted to see exactly what Charlotte North brings. So they, there's a great video that's going to be playing right now as we speak of uh, a little challenge. Liz Hogan gets in net. Charlotte North is past balls, and she's going to shoot, and it's funny. She says, oh, can I shoot anywhere? And they say, high heat. She's like, oh, they all have to be high? Okay. So she goes three in a row, top left corner, scores everyone then rips one, goes to the top right corner, misses the net completely. But I think it just planted enough of a seed in Liz Hogan's head that she might go the other way. Two more back in the top left corner, five goals on six shots. Charlotte North is a phenomenon. She is a freak of nature. What an incredible athlete. It really is. She is sniping. She is scoring. And I mean, as a goalie, once you see her shoot there two times, you think, okay, well, maybe I'll just She's take not going back. Week but you have to respect yeah. that she can maybe go this way. Right. So you got to respect yeah. the shooter, especially a shooter like her. So yeah. pretty remarkable stuff there. I think that brings us to a close here of the rundown section. Uh, I got nothing else to add. I appreciate you all sticking around. Please let us know in the comments, anything you want to see on the rundown. Of course, more topics to cover. Let us know what you think of our rookie of the year picks. Did I do better this time? Hopefully. Uh, and let us know what you think about those. Once again, this is Lacrosse Link. I'm Tanner Fetch, joined by Stephen Stamp. Like, share, tell your friends. And we'll be back in another episode coming soon. Let's go, Let's go. Roll, roll out. out. On three. One, two, three. Roll, roll out. out.